Hello, everybody, and welcome to It Was All a Stream. I'm Chris Sachs, here joined by my cousin and co-host, Neil Carroll. Welcome, everybody. We are excited to bring you our very first episode where we are talking all things streaming, really, because that's all we can do now. Yes, the world has kind of closed off to us, so that's our outlet. That, that's it. We can't go to the movies anymore, which is devastating for us. Um, save a little just money, though. Save a little money, and we, we sit on our behinds and just watch Netflix all day. Yep. Um, if you are just joining us from wherever you are, obviously you could find us on anywhere that provides podcasts. You can also find us on Neil's website, gluedtothescreen.com. That's glued, the number two, thescreen.com. Um, let's get right into it. We're basically, again, we're going to be talking a lot of things you can be streaming. Uh, each week we'll, we'll be uh, watching a particular television series and then watching a couple movies that maybe have just came out or some oldies me and neil will be suggesting things to each other um and we'll be going over the news of the week which we are calling this segment stream it skip it or add it to the watch list so how we do this is neil and i'm explaining this to neil too because this is the first (laughs) time we're ever doing this um so neil what i'm gonna do is I'm going to give you a little snippet of what's going on in the world of entertainment and I'll follow up with a question and you'll let me know if you're going to stream it, skip it, or add it to your watch list, I guess maybe to like answer later or whatever, to see what happens. All right. So starting off this week, the Snyder Cut is apparently going to have reshoots that will reportedly cost Warner Brothers around $70 million dollars. That hole just keeps getting bigger. Bigger and bigger. Hollywood Reporter says that Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, Henry Cavill, and Ray Fisher will all return for additional photography. However, Cavill said in a recent interview that he wouldn't be participating in any reshoots, so no one really knows anything, I'm guessing. So the question to you is, are $70 million worth of reshoots a good sign for the Snyder Cut? Are you streaming it skipping it or adding it to the watch list this is a great one to start with because if i was not a diehard died in the wool nerd all my life i would say skip it because i saw that movie uh what they they had a huge hundreds of millions of dollar budget to get it right the first time and there were massive problems there now you're adding 70 more million dollars to try and fix a, a broken system um But I have to see it. I have to see it because these like I've waited since I was a child to see live action Justice League. Mm -hmm. You know, I definitely would have had a different cast if we want to get controversial. I would have had a different um, director to begin with. I know I know Snyder's coming back and he had a different vision and there was some tragedy in his life that forced him to move off the project for a little bit. But we're talking couple million dollars to CGI a mustache off Cavill in the first go around. Now he's not even going to come back and do reshoots enough, enough of him, enough of what's going on with this DC universe. I have to see it. So I'm going to, I'm going to stream it because 
I have to, I'm forced to. Um, mm-hmm. But if I was like a regular person, I think I, think I might skip it. Yeah, right now, um, I'm, I'm saving this for, for my watch list. We'll, I'm going to see how this plays out a little bit more. I thought the original Justice League was trash. Um, but I also think Zack Snyder's movies in general are trash. So I was never sure how his particular cut was going to even improve the existing product. And then on top of it, he said it was originally just a cut, and now it's a reshoot, which $70 million worth of reshoots seems like a significant amount that is being reshot. That's a whole Um, thing. So I'm going to, I'll put it on my watch list for now with a, you know, leaning skip, but it's on the watch list to save for later. We'll we'll see what happens. Um, It'll probably be one of those where I just forget about it months from now that it's even there. Um, Continuing with the DC news, we're going to get all the DC news out of the way. Rumors have it that Henry Cavill has signed a contract for three Superman movies. Sources say that the three films are largely based on a pitch that Cavill gave himself to DC executives. Will you be streaming, skipping, or adding Henry Cavill's potential Superman trilogy to your watch list that he pitched? Listen, and and this will come as no surprise to you, Chris, Mm -hmm. but the meh of steel does not do it for me. Cavill is no Superman, sir. Enough of him. I just, no more, no more from him. I, I have had it. So, you know, I grew up, I'm a Christopher Reeve Superman guy. And I'll tell you something else. If, if not for poor writing and, and uh, revisiting of old tropes, Brandon Ralph was an excellent Superman, okay? Mm-hmm. That was a bad movie that he got stuck in, but I, I would recycle him. If, we, if we're going through this motion again, I'd bring him back. Henry Cavill, there are so many issues with this. The Man of Steel was a too, way too dour. Wait, it's like these poor children were going and it's like, oh, this, this, sad, this sadness is making me tired, mommy. And it was just terrible. This is a movie that should be enlightening, that should be bright, that should be you know, like that you're going to, that was the whole thing in the first movie. You will believe a man can fly. All right. When I watch the man of steel, when I watch uh, Henry Cavill, I don't even believe that this man likes people. Okay. Let alone that he <laughs> wants to save them. So I know I I'm going to skip it. I'm going to skip it. I might like w- wait to get a clip a Susan, if you will, and decide like, oh, maybe this is, maybe they're fixing it because he gave some kind of mm-hmm. himself to executives. But no, we're done. We're done here. He's yeah. on my skip list. I, I think, I think I'm, I'm, I'm skipping this news as well. This news doesn't really do anything for me. We're kind of on this. We're very much on the same page with Man of Steel. Um, I don't know if I'd go back to Brandon Routh. I mean, there is a reason why he's on um, my mom's Hallmark Christmas movies and, you know, not still starring in movies. But that being said, you know, Cavill has his moments as an actor, I guess, but not as Superman um, for me personally. All right. 
Breaking into the TV DC news. Yeah. This is where they're getting it right, by the way. DC, for the last 10 years, has not been getting it right. But on TV, they have. Well, here's an interesting twist to that then. Because it's been announced that Peacemaker, from the upcoming Suicide Squad movie, will be getting its own series on HBO Max, starring John Cena, and written and produced by James Gunn. James Gunn wrote all eight episodes and is going to direct a handful. A handful, um, And it's based on Peacemaker's origin. Are you going to stream this, skip it, or add it to your watch list? I'm going to add it to my watch list. I'm going to add it to my watch list. I'm certainly not going to skip it, but I'm not in a hurry to stream it. So I think James Gunn's a good addition. Uh, he's got some training in TV. Got a lot of training in TV. Um, and I... I'm, I've never written off these like wacky side characters that they give their own shows to because no one thought a Guardians of the Galaxy movie was going to work. I mean, that was like bottom of the barrel MCU characters and they pulled them out and put them on screen and they became like the hallmark of that, uh, that set of, of films. So I'm always willing to give an underdog a shot. Peacemaker maybe because I was just never a big fan. And also because the suicide movies haven't really suicide squad movies haven't really done it for me. Like the, it's not like, Oh, wow. gang, come see these people. No. You know, if they, if they were spinning off like a more popular film and it's like, look kids, it's so-and-so from the movie you loved and paid millions of dollars to go watch. Uh, maybe, but you know, so I'm, I'm going to stream it. I'm going to add it. I mean, excuse me. I'm going to add it to my watch list. Yeah, I think I'm going to do the same thing because um, kind of like you said, the the Suicide Squad mo- original movie didn't really do it. That was hot trash. Um, but Which was literally their third act, by the way. Hot trash spinning around yes. Earth. Yep. yep. That was, that the, was, the, that was the, the big climax of the movie. Um, but... Again, James Gunn has a good history with superhero movies, obviously with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and that suicide, his version of Suicide Squad has not come out yet. So I got to wait and see to judge how that is before I decide. But I will say this is pretty exciting news for me because I am a James Gunn fan, and I think John Cena is weirdly an underrated actor. He's pretty hilarious um in his own john cena e-way i don't know why i'm a fan of wrestlers turned actor so much maybe it's the corniness because i don't like wrestling but i guess but i like corniness and they bring the corniness from their wrestling i think to their acting which i enjoy definitely they they have like that whoop it up built into them already Yes. You know, trying to make something that's not entertaining entertaining mm-hmm. means these guys know how to work extra hard. So I, I, I'll go with you on that. I give credit where it's due. Continuing with some superhero news. Hit me. Amazon Prime's The Boys is getting a spinoff series. I don't know if you watched this show yet, but the show is a, the spinoff series is apparently going to be part college show and part Hunger Games. Hmm. Are you... have you seen this show i have not seen this show okay 
I'm willing to see it. It hasn't pulled me in. I can't watch anything on Amazon without that commercial coming on in advance of everything. So they must be spending billions on their ad campaign. Yeah. But, and maybe that's why I've skipped it because it's like they're inundating me and I feel like they're forcing it on me. You got to hit the skip button, man. There's a skip option. Um, So will I watch it? I'll check it out. Do I think we need a Hunger Games in college anything? No, less of that, more of everything else. See, here's the thing. So I'll answer this because I do, I'm I'm up to date on the boys. Okay. If you were watching the boys and you heard that there was a spinoff show where they were basically going to be, it was going to be like a Hunger Games version of that world. You'd be like, yes, please (laughs) sign me up. I am 1000% streaming it. And uh, so much so that, not to predict the future, but later on in this podcast, it may be related to my suggestion for you. Okay. All right. Chuck E. Cheese. Yes, you heard that right. Chuck E. Cheese, the one you're thinking of, is planning for an animated series and live action movie in hopes to avoid bankruptcy. <laughs> Neil, yes. will you be streaming any or all potential Chuck E. Cheese content? Let me, let me think. Is the premise of the show how not to get food poisoning after taking leftover slices of pizza and creating one whole pie to resell to customers? It could be. We have no idea. <laughs> we it's going to no be about the, ma- the Chuck E. Cheese, the mouse, I guess. I think Mr. Cheese needs to just be a better businessman doesn't need to really enter the world of, of film. Uh, we have one mouse. That's enough. You know, I don't like monopolies. I think Mickey, we have enough on our plate with one, you know, power crazed rat in our, in our lives. We don't need another uh, storming the screen for no reason. Like what is even, are there other characters in Tricky G's world? Like, do you walk in and is it just, Chuck? I've never been to a Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. So I'm going to say I'm skipping this. I'm going to skip it. Cautiously, as- because I'm kind of interested if they ever do make this. Right. Just to see like the first two minutes. But I'm ultimately I skipping it. Drama. I hope it's a uh, drama. A drama it- about how Chuck E. Cheese is just poor yes. and every his loved ones all left him it's and he's stuck. just living on the streets yes. trying to make his way. Just yes. a gritty Chuck E. Cheese drama. Just Jesus Almighty is the subtitle. Like I think I'm ready. I'm I'm ready. I will I will I'm going to skip it. No, I can't even pretend. Yeah, I'm gonna, I know. There's no, um, there's no way. Unless someone is seizing that, like, the ball pit and holding cheese hostage or something out of the ordinary. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm out. I'm out on this. Yeah. Um, all right. We're, we're going to move on into the, our final end of this, uh, this segment with some Marvel news. Oh, yeah. All right. Variety. Um, is reporting that Samuel L. Jackson is set to return as Nick Fury in an upcoming Disney Plus series. There's no word yet on if he's being added to an existing untitled series or if he's going to get his own. But Neil, 
Are you streaming, skipping, or saving to your watch list Nick Fury in a Disney Plus series? I am streaming Nick Fury in a Disney Plus series. A, because Disney has backed up the money truck to Samuel L. Jackson's house. I think in the last, other than uh, Captain Marvel, I think he's only been on screen for like an hour and 10 minutes across all the Marvel movies. And he has got the best contract, the best agent in the business. He deserves to be on a show and to get all the monies. I'm all for it. Um, I will tell you this, I'm going to stream it and it will come with a full hearted suggestion to the public. If somewhere in the cast, David Hasselhoff appears and just does a walkthrough. If he's an accountant for S.H.I.E.L.D. or, you know, if he's selling, if he's the delivery guy or what would be even better, have, have Nick Fury meet somebody on the beach and the lifeguard sitting up in the lifeguard tower and it's the Hoff. That's what we need. Because the Marvel's good at this. They, they do fan service. They bring back, they connect people. I was a little surprised they haven't gotten Hoff in there somewhere after Nick Fury became so popular again. But yeah, we got to give, got to give a shout out to the old man. He used to do it. He had his, you know, it was a show for a minute. So I'm in, I'm all in, I'm streaming. I'm all in. I think it's a good idea. I want to see the Hoff in it. Yeah. I, uh, and for those who may not know back in the day, Hasselhoff once played Nick Fury in a film. In a, he starred in a film on, yep. based on Nick Fury. Little known film, Nick yep. Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. I am all for it, however they want to do it. I would love to see uh, them do a full deep dive into like the spy thriller background of, of Nick Fury. That would be awesome. Um, but if he's just joining the cast of an existing show as well, like I'm good with that too. More Samuel L. Jackson, more Nick Fury, the, the better. You can't go wrong with more Samuel Jackson. I think it's probably more likely he gets added to a show because if you're centering a show on Samuel L. Jackson, I don't know if Disney is the place for that show. Like he's got some, you need to let him, but you know, he's a peacock. You got to let him fly, man. Got him. Got to do it. Spread his wings. Got to let him go. Um, Disney's got some strict rules. They do. They do. Now, some bad news is that Marvel has postponed their movies again. Um, No Marvel movies will be coming out in 2020. Everything's pushed back to 2021 or later. Black Widow will now be May 7th. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings got pushed back from that May 7th date to July 9th. And the Eternals got moved from February of next year to november 5th of next year so the change of date for black widow will reportedly not affect the overall marvel universe timeline when looking at the releases of you know the upcoming disney plus series so that's good news um and it basically confirms that it's a standalone film like a true standalone film that it's not really connected to anything um how are we feeling about the moves that, that Marvel's making, forced to make? But, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad you ask. 
because I have feelings about this. One, and it's nothing against Black Widow, mm-hmm. but there's a reason that she was basically the first female character introduced in the MCU film universe, but hasn't gotten her own film until now. And it's because, like, we don't really need it, okay? So I don't know why they're waiting to release it in theaters. Put it out on Disney Plus, on the primetime Disney where you got to pay to see it. It's not connected to anything. They'll drop something in because that's what they do. They do, you know, there's, there's, it will connect. But it's not going to further the story, really, of anything. Uh, the characters in it, you know, again, cool to see these people come to life off the page that we necessarily wouldn't have seen in general. But what's his name uh, from the show with the kids? That I, uh, Stranger Things. Yes, the, David yeah, Harbour. David, David Harbour. Right, David Harbour. You know, we gave him a shot. We let him play Hellboy. Didn't work out. Now he's in this. Enough of him. We're, he's another one. We're, Very let interesting him stay, takes. Let him stay in the upside down mm-hmm. with the kids in the Stranger Things world, having a good time, you know, with the egos and all that. Fun. He found his niche. This movie, I have no expectations for. I really don't think it's going to land the way they think it's going to land. And as far as the rest of them go, uh, Shen-Chi Ten Rings, they're not doing a good enough job of promoting just what an interesting world that is going to let us into and all the other things that can happen from that. So I think they need to do better of marketing. When COVID happened, uh, everybody, they, you know, no one knew how to, I think, market in a world of, nothing of like oh well mm-hmm. they can't go see a movie so we're not going to market movie we're going to do this or that or we're going to pay for ads and such like just you, work the nerds work your people that are going to the you know comic book shops every week that are going to play like this is they're not doing a good enough job for me they're not pulling enough people in the the black widow movie definitely on the you know on the watch list because i'm a fan I'll, i will you know they would get my money in general. I'll go see it. But again, if I, was a, if I was a citizen, if I was a regular guy, just John Q. Public, I'm skipping it. So I actually, well, I disagree with you. And here's why. I actually think that having no Marvel movies this year mm-hmm. is probably the best thing for the Black Widow movie. Because now there's so much anticipation that's been built up. This is the first year since I think 2011 or something like that where we haven't gotten a Marvel movie. People are going to be itching for a Marvel movie. They are going to be like addicts that haven't had a fix in over a year. Um, if Listen, I don't know what the future of you know movies in the theater is going to be but i do strongly believe that if we are going back to the movies hopefully soon definitely hopefully by next may um everyone is going to be packing those theaters to see this movie i think you know say what you will about why black widow hasn't gotten a movie up until now i do think 
it could part of it could be a lack of interest but i think the other side of it is just i don't think they really ever planned for it in the beginning and they had such a like overarching plan throughout um but i think black widow is going to be really good i think i like that it's a standalone Mm -hmm. for the most part obviously it'll tie in and there will be easter eggs and stuff but i like that it's a standalone film um i like the cast that's in it the cast is awesome david harbour i'm a fan of personally i think he's good he deserves to be a side character in in you know, in the Black Widow movie, that's fine. He could, I don't need enough. I haven't had enough of him. I could use a few light doses. He doesn't need a second chance. He's getting his, he's doing great on his first chance on Stranger Things, doing a great job. Um, So I, you know, I I think it's going to be a really good movie. I think in the long run, this actually might do Marvel a lot of good because you're now, you know, we might've gotten to the point where we got a little Marvel fatigue. Yeah, I think Especially right. with the high, the absolute high that everyone was on with Endgame, yeah. that going from Endgame to a Black Widow movie in the matter of whatever it was, even if it was in a matter of a year, six months, whatever it was, that would be a huge letdown then. That's true. You know That's what I mean? So I think... I think in the long run, this actually might pay off in, in its weird own twisted way. Um, so our last bit is that just speaking of that Marvel universe, the trailer for WandaVision dropped this week. It looks like it pretty much confirms that we will be getting WandaVision before the end of the year. A lot of people are saying that we might even get it as soon as November. What were your feelings on this trailer? So I, I feel like they designed it for me because I'm a big TV guy. I'm a big old TV guy. The I Love Lucy's, um, you know, I really appreciate the work put in with Leave it to Beavers and all this other stuff. So when they started and then they were doing, they, they did vignettes and like 80s mm-hmm. television shows, which were great too. So I loved it. I loved the trailer. It's a perfect it's perfect for what they need to do to get us in. My fear, how long is that sustainable? So essentially, from what we know, they're in some kind of magic-induced dream sequence. Like, that's what it's got to be. They've got to be in their own heads. Yeah. You know, well, I won't so, say anything. So the, the, the comic bookiness of it is, is that, you know, uh, the Scarlet be- Witch, Wanda, she... Right she has reality altering powers. So the assumption is that, you know, given all the different eras that we see and the fact that vision's dead, but he's alive in the show, she has created a bunch of her own realities. And that's what we're watching is the realities that she's created. Not really spoilers. It's all shown in in the trailer. Yeah. Um, But still, so, so, all right. So then that's, that's my thing. It's going to be fun because of all the, like the vignettes, everything they're going through. It's like, Oh, I recognize that. Oh, that's that show that yep. I love. It's like, so that they've got a great idea. That's going to be awesome. The two actors are going to do a great job. Paul Bettany. He's a good actor. People don't give him the yeah, chances yeah. he should get. Like he was getting a lot of roles 
early 2000s and then it kind of dried up for him but he's great he's he's a good actor I, i'm curious to see him starring because he's great when he's standing next to someone I'll, I'll i'll use the movie um a knight's tale as an example it's Heath ledger you know medieval times again early 2000s a lot of actors you don't really see around now but are are were huge and are in things you just don't recognize them but he played Jeffrey Chaucer, who's a character from history, but he was like, he was like the herald of the night. So he'd go and he'd be, he'd whoop it up and he'd do all this interesting stuff, but he was always standing next to the guy that everybody's focused on and he's doing a great job. So I'm curious to see him really be a star because even in the MCU uh, movie universe, he was always kind of next to everybody else. You know, everybody's watching Robert Downey Jr. Everybody was looking at uh, Don Cheadle, even though he was kind of a side guy too. So it's, it's going to be curious to see him star. Here's my question to you. She has reality altering powers. So when the fun of the like, you know, oh, hey, look at that and this, when that wears off, are we going to be sad that she's basically in a room somewhere in the present day, just pretending that he's still alive and that they're living these lives? Like, isn't that going to be a little cuckoo's nest? Like a little like, oh, that's... Again, trying not to give too much away because there is a storyline in the comic books that is definitely going to be a large influence on this television show uh, called House of M. And it has ties with Avengers Disassembled and and that storyline that preceded it. I, I think it plays into like the whole multiverse thing. This is going to be their introdu- introduction to it because she's also going to be appearing in Dr. Strange's multiverse movie. Right. Um, so I don't know if it's so much as she's just sitting alone in a room and thinking these things. I think it's, she's actually created it and is living it. Whether anyone else is experiencing it the same way, that's, to be seen um so we're gonna see what happens i think there's a strong potential that out of this or you know maybe further down the line this is the origin um or the catalyst to us getting mutants and x-men because house of m was an x-men storyline it was not a scarlet witch or avengers storyline um so uh, it's going to be, I'm really, really interested in seeing how they do this. And like, we'll really get, this is going to be one of the shows that we're definitely going to be watching each week and, and talking about. Um, and I'm excited to get more in depth with that actual comic storyline compared to what this is, because I think the connection with this show to the X-Men and introducing them into the MCU is going to be stronger than people are expecting. Okay. I like, I'm, I'm on board with that and they definitely need some kind of uh, positive mutant experience because uh, our dark, well, I, I now I even forget the name of the thing. The one with dark Phoenix, not dark Phoenix. Uh, with the kids, with uh, yeah. what's her name from Game of Thrones? Yeah, that was was that not Dark Phoenix? Oh, there's a movie that hasn't come out yet. 
Oh, 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 yeah. That on a blank. I, I, that has a very that's um, New Mutants. New Mutants, but New Mutants has been finished. The other Game of Thrones here. girl. The other Game of Thrones. Girl. <laughs> I was thinking Sansa. You were thinking right. Aya. Aya. Oh my God! Talk about the, uh, ending a show poorly. Um, but that has been in the can for yeah. over a year, right? For fear of releasing it and just destroying any goodwill that the mutants have in general for all of us to go see. So I think you're right. I think this is their way in. This is the more positive thing to do. Um, I definitely want to see what Marvel would do with, with X-Men. Although I'm a big fan of the current, of, of X-Men, of the first one in 2000 through this. It's, they have their own distinct style. It's been fun. It's been interesting. They've done a good job with the characters. But yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I think you're right. I would concur with you. Dr. Sachs, I think you're correct on this. Um, it's going to be a good thing for all. I, I'm just curious how they're going to flesh it out because that nostalgia wave is going to last a season. And then you got to give me some substance. So if it ties into the Dr. Strange movie, yep. good. But that like, look at all the fun nostalgia we're giving you from old TV shows. It's not going to, not going to, not going to last yeah, more than one season. I, I think it's definitely going to, I think they're going to do a good job of, of kind of spreading out whatever the mystery is of what's going on and how all this is working. And, you know, there's, they allude to vision kind of finding out that he's not actually alive and how that's going to go. And they've got a lot to work with. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be cool. I'm excited to, to watch it whenever it comes out, hopefully sooner rather than later um disney plus could definitely use some some of that even though they got mandalorian coming out um but yeah i'm excited to see that i think somehow it's going to result in mutants coming because they they need a reason that the the, we haven't seen mutants all this time in the mcu this could be a good way of doing it where like as a result of scarlet witch changing reality maybe she inadvertently creates mutants or something like that. You know what I mean? Where now we're stuck in a different timeline where mutants exist or have, all, who knows, or maybe it can connect the old X-Men to this universe. That's, it, it opens up that's a whole more, world of possibilities. That's the more likely scenario. I think she has something to do with may, maybe creating, but also I think possibly uh, it's an earth two situation. Exactly. And you exactly. get Hugh Jackman to pop in, you know, when the, when everything happens and he, you know, they pull him out of Earth <laughs> One. And I think that's that's probably likely the case. I'm all for Hugh. I want to keep him acting. I want to keep him in the claws. I think Hugh Jackman is the perfect Wolverine. I'm sad that he's retired. He is. He is. You know, all things come to an end, Neil. And I think we are nearing the end of this first episode. All right. Of it was all a stream, but we do have some tidbits on what we're going to be doing again each week. Like today, we had just news for you. There, each week, what we're going to do from here on out is tell the people all about it. Starting next week, we're going to be, you know, over the week, we're going to watch the first two episodes of season one of The Mandalorian. That will start our rewatch, and then we'll watch through that series leading up to the premiere of Mandalorian, and then each week following, 
we will be talking about every single new episode that comes out for season two of the Mandalorian. So we'll be doing that every week. If any other new shows come up in that time period, we'll see if we're going to add it and talk about it. Um, As far as movies go, we'll see what new movies come out. Obviously we're very much stuck to the, the mercy of Netflix and Hulu and Amazon, what, whatever's coming out. Um, this past week, that new Enola Holmes came out on Netflix. I don't know if we want to talk about that with the girl from Stranger Things just, and your boy Henry Cavill. I, I, um, I, maybe I'll just watch oh it to spare you oh and we'll talk a little bit about, about yes. it next week. But, you know, I think we've got like, there's a lot of horror movies coming out. on all these streaming services i think blumhouse is coming out with four movies on amazon prime there's a horror series coming out on hulu there's a new adam sandler halloween movie coming out in a couple weeks on netflix so like we're gonna have stuff to watch from the movie end and obviously we've got our big tentpole tv shows that we're gonna go over now every week at the end of our show Neil and I will be giving each other suggestions on what to watch during the week so that we can discuss next week in our suggested for you segment. So much like Netflix and Hulu and all of these streaming services like to suggest us things based on our watching habits, we're going to suggest each other's things based on our watching habits so i'm not concerned with your watching habit i want you to watch what i like and vice versa so i'm gonna give the uh spotlight to you feel free let me know what you want me to watch all right so in advance of the horror movie season i'm going to give a non-horror suggestion because now that we're gonna meet every week i'm definitely i'm a big horror movie guy from way back um, and, and horror movie TV shows, love. Uh, I was at the, with you, my good friend, uh, at this first screening ever of the Evil Dead TV show, Ash vs. the Evil Dead at Comic-Con. Yes, sir. So, you know, I'm a big, big fan. I'm going to give you a film because I okay. know you've already been watching New Girl, the show yes. New Girl. Okay. this happened. So I have just finished it. I binged it. That's all there's left to do in the world. I binge it, zipped right through it, held me all the way. That's Fun right. characters, interesting. I loved it. In the vein of comedy, a film that has gotten lost in the shuffle. Okay. A Jason Sudeikis film. Okay. Yes, a Jason Sudeikis film. Um, from 2010, it's called, and it's on Amazon, streaming on Amazon. Awesome. Showed up after I watched, uh, this was, I think I watched it on Netflix, but then I found it on Amazon. Um, the, the Andy Samberg movie? Yes, very that good. That one where he's- On Hulu. On Hulu. We're, Hulu. we're jumping all around. I know, sorry. We're on Hulu. <laughs> no, but we're good. That led me to, in my like preferences, that led mm-hmm. me to this film, called a good old-fashioned orgy okay yes i know sounds crazy but it's it's a really fun movie it's kind of a nice love story too you wouldn't believe really yeah the the for your viewing pleasure 
the comedy stylings of Nick Kroll. Oh, I yes. do enjoy a, a good Nick Kroll something. Anything. Anything Jason Nick Kroll. Uh, yeah. Nick Kroll playing Friends. They've got a house out in the suburbs that they party at since they were kids. And mm-hmm. now dad's selling the house. They're in their 40s. They're going to throw one last rager. Nothing but fun. You're going to enjoy it. Okay. I'm excited. I'm excited to watch it. I'm, I'm ready to go. Now, what do you have, sir? And I will let the public know that you have been pretty, pretty, pretty good in the past. I appreciate that, especially with my... Credit. Well, here's the thing. I actually, like, I say, oh, I just want you to watch what I watch. But really, I do make suggestions because I know you and I know what you're going to like and what you're not going to like. Okay. Um, so part of this suggestion is a little selfish because I think it would be cool to be able to kind of catch up with this television show and be able to talk about it maybe by the time this current season ends. And we mentioned it earlier. Mm-hmm. And that is The Boys. Right. The Boys basically takes superheroes and asks what if we actually in real life had super powered humans on earth, what would those people do? And it decides that they would all be horrible, horrible human beings. Which is probably accurate. Which is probably accurate. So they do, uh, it's based on the graphic novel series called the boys um, that pretty much mimicked, um the justice league so it has its quote-unquote superman character in homelander and it has its wonder woman and its aquaman and and its flash just its own version and they all are doing horrible crazy things and then you got a ragtag group of non-soups as they call them um non-superpowered people who are basically trying to take them down because they're part of this evil corporate media conglomerate that is just lying to everyone about who these superheroes are and they are trying to take these people down because they're not the heroes that they pretend to be okay so i think you're gonna love it i love it i think it's great it is shocking they're gruesome okay absolutely gruesome debaucherous just it's it's great it's great and i i whatever however much you decide to watch in this next week feel free i think you're gonna end up binging it it's not a lot of episodes i think there's only eight episodes in the first season um so that is my suggestion for you for this i'm down i'm ready i'm gonna give it a shot now i have an excuse All right. Well, we have our marching orders. We are going to get streaming and we'll be back again next week. Um, The plan is to record uh, at the end of the weekend on Mondays, come out with our uh, episode each week, talking about the week prior. Um, I'm excited about this. This is, this is going to be fun. You know, even if nothing comes to it, like we have just us listening to it on repeat. Um, this, you know, the stuff we like to to talk about, so we might as well do it every week, you know? Well, that does it. Fun chatting with you, man. I, yeah, you too. I appreciate it. One day we'll do it in person. 
I know you're all the way in New Jersey. I'm in New York, but we'll, uh, we'll make it happen. And till next time, Chris Sachs, Neil Carroll signing off. Thank you again for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe to the podcast on wherever you're listening to it. Leave a nice review. Um, if you are going to leave a review, don't leave one if it's a bad one. Just leave yeah, one. Keep that we, to yourself. We're sensitive. We, yeah. we don't want to hear mean things. Just be nice. Yeah. Um, and again, you can also find the podcast on Neil's website, gluedtothescreen.com. That's glued, the number two, thescreen.com. Thanks again. Signing off. Stream on, everybody. Thank you.